good, everyone? It's Joy Morales from Open My Conversations, and we are back with... I didn't check the episode yet. Hold on. Is this episode three or four? Four, I think. Four? Okay, episode four. What are you saying that? I'm just judging you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is episode four of season two, everybody, and we are coming back with a very, very, very special episode today. So... Yeah, before we get into that, I will let my other co-hosts introduce themselves, so whoever wants to go, they can. The floor is open. Ladies first, you know. <sighs> what no, is right. He's the girl, Nat, the best-looking host on this podcast, and it's not even up for debate. Incorrect. <laughs> Cannot wait to get into these topics with my co-hosts who are not as good-looking as I am. You know, it's your boy Steph. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> I just, I'm Swiss cheese at this point, I guess. But no, we're glad really you're excited. here. We're, here. we're glad you're here. <laughs> I'm really excited to get into today. It's gonna be a great episode. But first off, I gotta ask y'all. We gotta get a little. Gotta get. Just gotta make sure everybody's right. You know, you always gotta check in on your strong friends. So, how's your mental health feeling, y'all? Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I had a pretty good week, actually. I had a pretty good week at work. Um, I made some progress on the art that I'm doing right now. Uh, what else have I done? Yeah, I think, I think my main focus for this week, I had a really good week at work. I was making a lot of progress with, like, learning new things about, like, what I'm doing. Uh, I feel more helpful at work, if that makes sense. I understand what I'm doing more. So that was really cool. Um... Had a really good week at the gym as well, so that was cool. Um, yeah, I would just say I'm locked in. I feel a lot better for this episode because I feel like last episode I was kind of drained, but I'm here. I'm ready to talk about some cool music. I'm ready to get into some new activities for open my conversations. Some some secret stuff we're gonna save for the end, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling good and I'm excited. I mean, it ain't really that much of a secret. We've been promoing it all week. We got our boy. Azure the Paradox coming on later. But, uh, yeah, before we get to that, let's get back to the mental health check. Nat, as the first lady, how you feeling? What's your, what's your mental at? I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I already started going back to therapy, and I love my therapist. Shout out to her. She's a godsend. I've never had a therapist who truly understood me in the way she does, so she's been a big help as well as helping me find coping mechanisms because I'm going through some like real shit, but she's definitely helped me through it. So shout out to her. That's really good to hear, actually. I'm actually really happy for you. Yeah. Shout, no, out, to shout out to her and you know, Blue Space Free Therapy for Students. Fire. Uh, let's see. Where am I at? That's a great question. It's funny how I cared more about asking y'all than even thinking about where mine was at. Uh, <laughs> how are you, Hellblazer? <laughs> I'm chill. I'm I'm really really chill. Only thing is that you know, someone asked me uh, yesterday, either yesterday or two days ago. So I was like, "Where is the new music at?" And I had no fucking answer for them. Oh, I no. was just like, "Yeah, it was." So it was all over the place. But uh. Other than that, I'm chilling. I'm living. Uh, only thing is that, you know, 
we in a recession right now and my money's a little tight. So, you know, I'm trying to get that bread up as much as I can. But other than that, I can't really complain, you know. I'm here. I'm with it. And as always, the music is what's getting me through the week. So, of course, I got to ask y'all as a part of our new recurring segment, Rotation Recap, what's been in y'all rotation this week? I like that. I like that we're going to make this like a normal thing. That's really cool. Uh, someone else oh, can you go first. Right. I got to... I someone else can go first. I gotta get my Spotify up and text the people back. So, bro, I'm... I was like, go ahead. Dude. I mean, aside from you know our guest Edge of the Paradise is gonna be here. You know his music's been on repeat. I, I'm still listening to just Toby Wigway. Fire. Yes, which I just got last episode. Alex was like, "Don't need to put me on." I put him on. Alex is now a fan of him and his wife. They are Matt hard. Put me on, bro. He he makes some crank. I can't even cap. And his wife is very hot. So that was really cool. Okay, look. No, and she has bars. She has bars as well. I will. I will admit that she has really good bars as well. That's not the. It's just that. It's just that because the two of them are always around, and because they're so in love, it just feels wrong talking about her like that, man. (laughs) But no, they dude, their chemistry was really cool, and I'm thank you, Nat, for putting me on her and him. (laughs) But more specifically, he's focused on her. No, that uh, damn. That's not even. That really that wasn't was even my focus, bro. Not that really wasn't even my focus, bro. That dang, bro. Like I played moments for him, and like, cause you know the first song he comes in hard, like round here. If it smelled funny, Alex was like, "This is how he's starting it." Yeah, I was like, "What the yes. fuck?" Like, I was like, "This is the first track." I thought she like had played something like from the middle of the album. I was like, "Oh, you going out of order?" She was like, "No, this is the beginning." I was like, "Oh, so we're going like this." That's how he starts it. He starts aggressive. But yeah, so Azure and Toby Weeway and Lil Uzi Vert. Speaking of which, I said this to them the other day because I've been calling him Uzi or Lil Uzi for so long, I forgot the Vert was there. Yeah. Until I read his name, and I was like, "Oh shit, there is a vert. It's little Uzi Vert." Not it just feels Uzi. like when you call him Uzi Vert, you're calling, you're saying the whole government, bro. Like it's just unnecessary. <laughs> Like, right. You just call him Uzi or just like yeah, just Uzi. Like, like you know Uzi. what we're talking about. Right. Oh yeah. Especially just wanna rock. Like I'd be like hearing that you just be wanting to dance. No, for real. We played it at your birthday that. party Nat? Oh my god, I was cranking. Bro, I'm gonna master that dance by the end of the year. Y'all can come back to this. I'm gonna beating your feet. I can beat my feet already. I'm talking about hitting the futsal shuffle and all of that. Oh no, that's impossible. That I'm gonna a, learn it. That was a dance specifically that Uzi made so no one else except him could do. I swear to God. I'm gonna learn it. Power. Good luck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough of me. Alright, alright. So for my rotation, well I've had a rotation this week. So I'm gonna be honest, I'm prepping for a certain tour that's coming up pretty soon. So you know, I've been cranking a lot of the forever story, a lot of love for right. So that way, you know, my vocals can be right and I can go bar for bar. We all know the love is forever towards coming soon. And just know, if you if you know the content, you know what's coming soon then. But oh, aside from that, we working, bro. We working. Aside from that, I ain't even gonna hold you. Uh, what else has been in my rotation? The speaking of JID, my boy off of the Creed 3 soundtrack with him and Luke. That's been in my rotation, but I talked about that last episode, I think. And it's been five years since Nipsey dropped Victory Lap, so I've been cranking a lot of uh I've been cranking a lot of Victory Lap. And plus Valentine's Day was like this past week. 
And so I had to like listen to the one album that like really defines love for me, and that's uh, the Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. So yeah, I was listening to that like all Valentine's Day, and yeah, that plus a lot of Hove. I've been cranking a lot. I've been cranking a lot of Hove. That's cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really that uh, I've been going back to. Oh, I'm 100% right. There's definitely something that I've been going back to. Uh, Life of a Don- Life of a Dawn by Don Tolliver. I've been realizing how underappreciated that album was from when it came out. I which that Johnny's just I'm not gonna cap. Bro, it, it's such a good like it's such a good album, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. But that actually is a great transition to get us into our next topic. You know? Oh wait, hold up. Yeah, we got everybody right. We got everybody for the rotation, right? Oh shoot, my bad, Alex. I'm <laughs> Alex. Like nigga. My hold bad. Alex is literally standing here like, right? Forgot about me. It's like, that's why I was really looking at this. Why are you looking at me like that? And I was like, go ahead, you got it, you got it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this nigga like, bro, you forgot me. And he's like, we got everybody, right? <laughs> like, no. Like, that Alex, is usually I go last. That's why I said that. <laughs> Who is this Joey Morales? All right, so for me, I'm going to start off. I've been listening to a lot of The Weeknd, which is really cool, because I don't really listen to him like that. Like, I don't know. I know he makes outstanding music, and... He's a really good artist, but I never really, like, locked into him as, like, an artist, I guess. So I'm listening to How Do you, I Make You Love Me and After Hours a lot. I was going to say, didn't you go to his whole show? Yeah, dude, but that was only because of my sister. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, I was only there because she wanted to see the nigga, and she was like, come with me. And I was like, all right, bet. Like, I like The weekend, but I don't think I've ever, like, sat down mm-hmm. and been like, let me go through this man's discography. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I've been doing a little bit of that and being like, oh, shit, like, this man got some crank. You know, finding some underrated songs that I haven't been listening to, and uh, some hidden gems a little bit here and there. But um, yeah. Uh, so the weekend. Uh, this Russian dude, cause y'all know I'm in the Russian synth pop. This dude called Hermsky Cray, and I have no idea how to say the song I'm listening to because it's written in Russian. But it's the album cover is like gray and it's like of a field and i'm listening to that album a little bit um because yeah i just like russian synth pop in general i listen to molchat doma if y'all know what that is so it's kind of like in that realm of music Mm. um i'm going back to culture the first culture from migos and, I was about to say, uh, you gotta you gotta be specific. You gotta be specific, you gotta be specific now. now. I was in the culture three, so <laughs> down where I had to kick you off. <laughs> no, for real, bro. Uh, yeah, I've listened to uh, culture. I've listened to Get Right With you and Slippery. Those were like really two that like really caught my attention back in high school, bro. I was like, oh, these niggas cranking, bro. So <laughs> yeah, I've listened to that. And then uh, final song, I'll say. Uh, I've listened to Babyface Ray too, so he's pretty cool. I've been listening to Richard Flair and uh, Tunnel Vision, so that's like my recap for right now. I'm not gonna lie, I've been meaning to get into dude, especially since uh, he just announced that he was coming to the DMV. I just never got around to it though. He uh, was on tour with Future. I think he was uh, at DC a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, and apparently he's got his own headline joint coming up later this spring. Oh, that's fire! Good for him. But nah, sorry, I wasted my good ass transition. Uh, no, we, we, we can go back to it, bro. But I'll, I'll, so fair, I was listening to Don Tolliver, bro. I was listening to Don Tolliver. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. 
So, Life with Don, super underappreciated album, but it actually brings us to our next topic. Uh, Don Tolliver announced his new album, Love Sick, is dropping next Friday, uh, the 24th. But this man also dropped three singles this week, which is very, like, odd uh, from any rollout that I can think of. Like, I literally texted uh, everyone else in the chat today, and I was like, I just want to have a conversation with Don's uh, PR team. Because, like, what's the... What's the thought? What's the, what's the, what's the thought it behind this? It does feel very rushed. Right. Uh, it was for me, leave the club, and there was another one called do right. But we're only going to be focusing on for me and leave the club right now because those are the uh, most recent two singles. I don't even think I listened to do it right. I think I listened to the two that we're talking about today. Yeah, I listened to all. I listened to all three. I think they're cool, but I'm. I really wanted to focus on uh for me and leave the club this episode because one, of course, you gotta talk about you know him getting Caliucci's on that joint for for me and leave the club. I, I'm interested to know y'all's reactions because I know I had an interesting reaction when I first heard it. It, just to declare, do it right dropped in November, so I don't know what Steph was talking about. But oh, sorry, as- my bad. <laughs> Damn. That just means that, that's why when you said three, I was like three. That that means I still need to have a talk with uh, his PR team because if he dropped that shit in November, I had no idea that that shit dropped. And y'all know how much I be scouring for music. Somebody fumbled the bag there. You had no idea. Is that a Don Toliver reference? You know what? Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. You come on. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. But nah, what were y'all thoughts on? Uh, let's jump right into it before me. What were y'all thoughts on that single? You can go first, Alex. Okay, so hmm, for me, it was like I listened to it, and the best thing about it is Kaliuchi's. Like I, I think Dawn. It's like a little cute song. It's a cute lovey dovey song where it's like, oh yeah, uh, you're so cute. I love you. You're for me. Uh, but, like, outside of, like, the message in Caliucci's, I really wasn't fucking with anything else. Like, the song, it's, like, if the song was just a standard song on its own, I would kind of be like, okay, I really, I'm not going to come back to this. But, like, Cali's feature was really good. She's, like, the best thing about the song. And then, yeah, I would say, like, second is the message, and then maybe the beat, and then Dawn comes, like crawling across the finish line is like the last thing that i really think is like a really good thing about the song but um yeah i just think that uh his vocals weren't the best on this one i know he's he maybe he's trying new things or like it just wasn't this song didn't really click with me but i just i really wasn't fucking with his part as much as i was Callie's or just like the lovey-dovey like atmosphere of the song you know what i'm saying i feel like that was my main focus instead of like don himself so alex just said you hate on their relationship that's, I'm that's not, all. okay <laughs> first of all how the fuck did this nigga don pull i, I mm, never mind there it is nat go nat go nat go nat go nat go you can go, you can go. <laughs> in conclusion alex been plotting on cali uches but then don Tolliver was like nice try like she's mine <laughs> And now Alice is a hater. Oh, no. Nice try. Light skin is insane. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's insane. But I always love when couples link up on a track and do a little love song together. I thought the track was nice. I am a Kali Uchi's fan. 
So I was very happy to see that. I love the song, you know? I'm not a hater like Alex, even though there was absolutely a point in time where I wanted Cali Uchis. It is what it is, man. I'm not a hater. I just didn't like Don's part. <laughs> I liked him with other, I liked him with other things. It was like, never mind. <laughs> it was a great, beautiful track that I will probably come to every once in a while. Not all the time, because as much as I love when couples get together for a love songs, I didn't say that I love listening to them all the time. So I've got to listen to it every once in a while, just not all the time. Because, you know, some days it's like, oh, it's a good song. Other days it's like, man, I ain't trying to hear that shit. I think it could be better in the context of the album, but I'm not... I, we haven't gotten there yet, so I'm not 100% sure. But We don't know the context of the album yet. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, okay... So my, I'm gonna just get into my thoughts on the track. Like, as much as I really like this song and it's cool, this shit is not touching their last collab, "Drugs and Hella Melodies." Like, That's that was insane, a, bro. bro. That shit was a crank when that yeah. shit dropped. Like, that shit was that. Oh my god. That's kind of what you I was know, expecting going into this, bro. But like, then it was just like, oh. Yeah, like I love this. I like the song. I think it's cool. It has. I definitely like Callie's uh, melodies a lot more better than Don's. Exactly. But overall, the song isn't like, it, it's not that it like takes it away. I think I just really, once I like separate myself from being like, okay, this isn't a drugs and hella melodies part two. It's cool, it's fun. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's inevitable, especially with how like much people like Alex, like, how the hell did Don Tolliver get Caliucci's? You know, he kind of had to do it to stun on the haters. Uh, Let me make it clear, bro. I am not a hater. I am not a hater in any sense. The only thing I will be a hater on is ASAP Rocky pulling Rihanna. That is the oh only thing god. I'm a hater of. Every other relationship is cool with me. So, oh my god, Alex, you literally just said, "How the hell did he pull her?" I it doesn't mean I understand it. I still I support the relationship. I just don't get it. That's like <laughs> oh, I almost fell out the chair, man. That's crazy. <laughs> no, nah, like other than that, I really do like. Like, I really do think that this was a cool track. I do appreciate. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie; it's one of those very cute. Like, I can see it playing at like the end of a teen movie kind of track. You feel me? Yeah. Like, it's very rom com heavy type of uh, feel. It, it reminds me of like when Harry met Sally. If anyone's seen that movie, but what are you, what are you referencing? Uh, when Harry met Sally, it's like this really old fucking rom-com, so, but, anyway, with that being said, like, I really, I, I think the production was a super slept-on part of the track, because I like the beat a little bit more, and I actually like the vocals, I'm not even gonna lie, like, I will probably play the instrumental more than I play the complete song, not saying that it's a bad song, though, it's just, if, if I had to choose between this and Drugs and Hella Melodies, I'm choosing Drugs and Hella Melodies. I think there were certain aspects of this song that worked really well, but there were other aspects that were kind of lacking. So I think it was just kind of a mixed bag altogether for like a complete song. Yeah, the chemistry between them was amazing on the song. Oh, yeah, it it's just everything else. And the production was cool. And some of the melodies were, right, like I said, more so on Cali's part than on Don's. It's just everything else around it that's kind of uh, lacking. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else have any uh, other thoughts on For Me with Kali Uchis, or do you guys want to head into the next track? Next track, please. Alex is a hater. I am not. 
All right, so let's talk about the other single that Don dropped, like, literally this morning, I think. Yeah. Uh, Leave the Club featuring Lil Durk and Glorilla. Big Glow. Stop playing with her. Not the little one. <laughs> uh, Nat, why don't you go first? Let us know your thoughts. What you thinking, First Lady? Glorilla stole that shit at the end. Sliced it. You said what? I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. No, the song was cool, but at the end, like she took that beat and she's like, "This, this mine now," and she wrote that shit. I fuck with Glorilla. I definitely think that Glorilla's back half was a main key highlight of the track for real, for real. I think it's more of a highlight because she had a whole beat switch to it. So, like, it's her own, like, it's literally her, her own song in a way. Fair. And, like, I'm not gonna lie, when I first uh, listened to the track, I was like, come on. I was like, like, with the title, like, Leave the Club, I was thinking that it was gonna be, like, some real, like, Houston type shit. So when the beat came on and it wasn't really that, I was like, what the hell is this? Mm. Nah, like, no cap. I was really kind of considering what in the world it was, but uh, I'm gonna let that get back. To, I'm gonna let that get back to her points for real because I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to like go back to what Alex said. You like, yeah, but you had a whole beat switch. That doesn't guarantee that they finna steal the shit. I feel like when you get a whole beat to yourself that has added pressure, and a lot of niggas will fuck it up. Like they'll get a whole beat switch to themselves and then just end up spitting hot. Trash. I feel like that happens very often. And the fact that Gloria was like, I ain't doing that gives her some credit. That is valid because I do feel like it puts more pressure on you because like you have your own like it's like your own song, like I said. It's like you're uh bringing a whole new element to the uh the track. So it is a big responsibility to have a whole B switch to yourself. So well Dawn was on it like at the beginning part, but like that was like her beat to ride and she I think she did a really good job, so he more so just like gave Glorilla an interlude for real, for real. Yeah. It was like a little intro for what she was going to do. And then she yeah. popped off. But nah, how'd you feel about the first half of that? Eh, it didn't really have my attention. Oh, man. All right. It's like, okay, here's Dawn. Okay. Here's Dirk. Okay. No shade. It just didn't have my attention. It wasn't bad. Mm. Yeah, nah, you're definitely not wrong there. Like, it felt weird hearing Dirk on that kind of beat, bro. Especially like, like I know that Dirk can get into his melodic bag, but especially with that type of fucking name, bro. Like the title really, the title really fucking baited me into thinking that it was gonna be something a little bit different on that front half. Uh, cause Dirk, it's, it felt even his vocals kind of felt a little odd or out of place there. I did think that like he was gonna like maybe cater to, like, Don Tolliver's sound, but like, he kind of came in on his own, like, his own energy and was like, oh, yeah, I'm not really going to switch it up for these niggas. It's just going to be like, I'm Lil Durk and this is what I do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not... For me, not the other way around. Yeah, for sure, and I definitely get... I definitely understand where Nat's coming from with the... Uh, it didn't, like, it wasn't, like, super, like, eye-catching. Like, I definitely expect this to be the more intriguing of the two singles but they're kind of on the same wavelengths for me because of uh just the fact that they're just because they kind of had the same amount of drawbacks but it's just like don did his thing don's i'm not gonna lie 
Don's harmonies and Don's melodies, they've been getting a little, they've they've been getting a little bit better, especially for the last album. But dude, him on the Metro Boomin album, that was beautiful. Yeah, but overall though, like I'm really overall. Does this have me excited for the album? Yeah. It more so has me excited for the features on the album than the actual album itself. For real, for real. Right, yo, no, I'm I not... was actually fucking with this song. I'm not gonna cap. Like, I I actually liked the front half a lot. Like, I was fucking with Don's like vocal inflections, and like he was like, "Oh, baby, please." I was like, "Yeah, Don, do it." I was fucking <laughs> with that shit. And then, yeah, even though Lil Durk. <clears throat> came in on his own time. I was so fucking with his contribution to the track, and then yeah, Glorilla came in at the end and was like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm a fucking put this shit down, you niggas." And then yeah, Rose. I thought it was everything came came together like really well, and I would much prefer this song to uh, for me with Cali. Like, I feel like everyone brought their own energy to this track, and it came together to create an actual like. This could be played in the club, bro. Like, it's gonna make everyone want to leave the club and have sex. But like, it's like, wow. it's like that's it's still something to be played. So I was fucking with it. Nah, for sure, I definitely that, get that. That energy um, is still there. Yeah. Nah, you hundred percent right. In what you said. I don't know. It's just maybe it's one. Of, it might be one of those things where it's like I might need to hear it better in the context of the album because. We all remember what I said about the uh, Cuddy song until I actually heard Enter Galactic. Yeah, that's like notorious, bro. You was like, I really like this song. It came out with the album, you were like, okay, this song's actually fire. Yeah. Bro, it fits so well with the movie. <laughs> it did. Oh, I should have watched the movie for Valentine's Day. Dang. Was, was, was one of your many hoes? Ta, you're funny. <laughs> Which one? The breakfast, lunch, right, or dinner? Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you know, Alex probably takes his host to brunch. Just like how we saw everybody who was in LA for the weekend for the Grammys at the Rock Nation brunch. Not my best transition, but I tried. That was so bad. That was, that's bottom tier, bro. I'm not going to count. I, I couldn't even tell where you were going. I was like, what does brunch got to do with the Grammys? That's what I was saying. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! But nah, the, while we were gone, the while we were gone, uh, the Grammys happened, and I think by now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we're very critical of the uh, Grammys. But bro, it is still a pretty big point, bro. It is still a pretty big thing in music, so we figured that we might as well go through and discuss it uh, and share our thoughts. So I don't know. Alex, why don't you give your thoughts first? I didn't really care about anything except Kendrick winning his Grammys, and he won four out of eight, I think. So that's pretty good. And then Harry Styles snubbed Beyonce for album of the year. So, you know, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hate to we see. We was it. talking about that shit uh, a little bit before because we had some technical difficulties before the actual episode started. But we were saying that they were looking at Beyonce like, "Oh, you got melanin in your skin? You can't win album of the year? What the hell, Harry? Get over here, man!" So many questions. So many questions. So many. So many questions with that one. Like, Shawty literally switched genres, killed it, and still couldn't win album of the year. 
Yeah, bro, that's crazy. She, what did she win, though? She won... She won something else. Well, I'm about to say, I'm looking through uh, right now. We do know that she is... The, she did break the record for the most Grammy wins by a single artist ever, yeah, yeah, so yeah. congrats to her. Shout out to Beyonce for that, bro. That's, that's a very good accomplishment. That's a very big accomplishment. Exactly. Didn't, wasn't there a reason that they were like, oh, we didn't want to give her album of the year as well because she already won so much? Yeah. That's so Which stupid, was... bro. You can't ignore someone's greatness because they've already won so much. They're winning yeah, because they're great. You can't stop the greatness. Like you just gotta judge off the cap. You just gotta judge off the music at that point. Exactly. It just seems foolish to be like, "Oh, you won already too much, so we gotta let someone else win." It's like, bro, if no one else is on her level, then like, what can you really do? That's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, bro, like, she's one of them ones. Like, you can't really. Niggas adults, bro. They're gonna understand if someone else is making better music than them. Yeah. But is is are people well did y'all listen to the Harry Styles album? No, hell no. Neither did I. The only thing the <laughs> only thing that I've ever heard from Harry Styles was that as it was. That's all I've ever heard. And then yes. that's it. Like I from everyone who I know who's listened to it, it is a good record, so I'm not gonna discount that. Especially since I haven't heard it. But Nah, I'm not putting that over Renaissance, bro. No. On the side note, though, while we do look for uh, the records that Beyonce, for the awards that Beyonce I already found it. That's why I had my hand up. You just oh, my bad. My apologies. Not going <laughs> Damn. So, she, so, Renaissance won Best Dance slash Electronica album. And As it Green should. And won Best Dance Recording. As it should. Fire. Yeah, so that's what she won. Also, Lizzo got, let's get away from the negative. Lizzo did win Song of the Year, and a black woman hasn't won that in forever. Yeah, that is really dope to see. It was, it was at the top of the page. Let me scroll back up. Yeah, it was Record of the Year, right? For about that time. Yep, it won Record of the Year. Yes, it won over nominees. As It Was by Harry Styles, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, Break My Soul by Beyonce, The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar, Woman by Doja Cat, You and Me on the Rock by Brandi Carlisle, Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige, Easy On Me by Adele, and Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. I don't know if that's pronounced ABBA or... It's ABBA. It's ABBA, yeah. Okay, Don't Shut Me, don't shut me Down by ABBA. I... I don't know how I feel I about that. Just I said Kendrick Lamar. No, because I'm I'm not even trying to be like that. I'm not trying to be like the oh Kendrick should have won, Kendrick should have won, because there were actually some other good songs in that category. But I don't know, like Lizzo isn't the person that I'm giving it to out of the out of that group. Me personally, I know he got his win already. Um, but I would I know he got his win already uh, at the Grammys. But I would have either given it to Good Morning Gorgeous or Bad Habit, like. Bad Habits is pretty, yeah. I think that was a song that had a lot of attention on it. So if that won, I would be like, oh, that's good for him. Instead of being like, wait, Lizzo won? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But no, shout out to Lizzo, though. Like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lizzo. I just don't really agree with that decision, if that makes sense. No, I get that. Uh, I I mean, that's the only black woman here. I'm going to celebrate that, that win, being that we don't get a lot. 
This is true. Great. My bad. Yeah. I'm really glad mm-hmm. that that's. When was the last time a black woman has won uh, record of the year? She posted about it, but it was like a long time. I'm gonna check and see right now and do some research. Uh, in the meantime, I'll tell talk about some of the other winners. Okay. Also, as for the best rap album category, I was so happy Kendrick Lamar won. Did you see the faces of Jack Harlow and DJ Khaled? They was they mean was act- muggy. They was acting like they had a chance, bro. They was like, oh, well, Kendrick won. Like, yeah, Kendrick won. Nigga, the fuck? Who else would have won? I was like, y'all shouldn't have even been nominated. What are y'all pouting for? You guys dropped mid albums. Not even mid, just straight buns. Like, what the hell? I'm like, Jack Harlow, you're only there because you're white. I'm sorry. I fuck with you, Jack Harlow, but you're only there because you're white. And DJ Khaled, you're only there because you make Grammy bait. Yeah. You're... Jack Harlow was there because he's Jack Harlow, and he's the new white boy on the scene. And DJ, DJ Khaled was there because he's DJ Khaled. Like, that was... That right. Was- we already discussed this. Those spots should have went to J.I.D. and Denzel Curry. Easy. Like that is the general but, consensus of everyone, bro. Everyone is like, it's it's freaking JID and uh, Denzel there, and then it would have been an outstanding Grammys uh, competition. Yeah, all I had to do was I wasn't even mad at Pusha T being Pusha T. Or, Pusha T had a good album. He deserved to be there. Yeah, people Future were mad at there, Future. I was, like, That's cool too. I was like Future being there. I'm like, mm, I don't really care about that. But those two albums did not deserve to be there, and they're in denial about it. Yeah. Also. Once again, celebrating black women. As of that Grammy, the queen, Viola Davis, is officially an EGOT winner. I peep that. That's so fucking cool, bro. Like, being in a position in that in life where it's like, I've won this many awards in this many different areas of, like, greatness, that's fucking incredible, bro. So shout out to her. Real shit. Yes, and I know and that people try- Go ahead. Third. She's only the third black woman to do this. Yeah. That's so crazy. After Jennifer Hudson and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And Jennifer Hudson's was uh, pretty recent, too, because that was, like, last year, right? Jennifer Hudson, yeah, 2022. Yeah. But, nah, uh, black women were definitely... I'm talking about, like, black women were... I was going to say, bro. Hang on. What's up? Okay, nah, Whoopi Goldberg was in 2002. I misread it. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was the first in 2002. Jennifer Hudson was the second in 2022. All right. But yeah, black women were women. Black women were black women. Black women were women. <laughs> black women were women. <laughs> All right. You know what? Anyway. We women. Black shout women are women, yes. Shout out to Samara Joy for winning uh, Best New Artist. Shout out to Thames. She got a Grammy for uh, Wait For You with Future and Drake. Oh, nice. Yeah. And she was definitely the best part of that song, so I'm happy that she got that shit. She's also the first uh, Nigerian artist to win at the Grammys, which is also super dope. Shout out to black women. Shout out to to black women, bro. But, uh, Alex... Did you uh, find out, like, who won that Grammy before Lizzo? Uh, no, I'm still looking. But, Alex, why don't you go ahead and talk about your mans? And how he swept. My boy Kendrick out there, he's the fucking goat. That's really all I have to say. Y'all know how I feel about this man. Uh, but his shoes are fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Do you see like the fucking like cleats he had on? I don't even know. He had a freaking like blue and purple shoes that like look like cleats, but like they weren't. I have no idea. 
Oh, well, yeah. He was rocking them, but they looked hilarious, bro. Because I saw someone talking about them on Instagram, and I was like, boy, these jumps are ass. The only reason they look good is because Kendrick was wearing them. But, yeah, my boy. He won four, right, Stefan? That's right? Yeah, four. That's so good, bro. How many does he have now in, in total? That is another question. That is I'm sorry, I'm giving you something to look up, bro. I'm sorry. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm researching something else right now. Somebody else hit the computers. Somebody else hit the Googles. I'm playing Mario on my DS right now, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That's Negro. What? Anyway, so back to what Stefan should have been researching. Lizzo is the first black woman to win since Whitney Houston in 1994. I thought, yeah, I thought it was Whitney. Yeah, it was Whitney Houston in 1994. So, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. She won for I Will Always Love You. That's not even her song, so it's crazy. That's a whole cover. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, oh. She's iconic as fuck. She won for a cover. Mm. Overall, I think... I don't know. I'm not sure if you guys have any other thoughts on the winners or anything. Uh, I, but... I literally tuned into the Grammys to see what Kendrick won, and then who won record of the year, and then I was like, I got everything I needed. <laughs> I do I'm not go gonna... to the Grammys. I just see everything on Twitter. No, I did ass. Did y'all see the... Uh, did y'all... This was my favorite part of the whole show, the little bits that I did see, because to be honest, I don't be watching either. But did y'all see the God Did performance? I saw the video of it on Twitter, but I didn't watch it, so. No. Sorry, Uh, fan. We told you we don't watch the Grammys, bro. (laughs) Yeah, but at least that clip, though. I don't, like, I didn't watch the actual show. I literally just was looking for that performance. Nope, I don't watch anything that has to do with the Grammys. The only thing I ever watched was the Tyler the Creator performance and the Lil Nas X performance because he had Big Nas with him, and that's it. Yeah, those were tough. All right. Well, anyway, this man got hove. Ho- this man got hove to perform, bro, and he did the whole verse. That four minute verse. Oh my! Which I don't care. Y'all know how I felt about that verse. I thought it was feature that was verse like of your the year. Last song of the year, my guy. Huh? That was like your song of the year. It was not my song of the year by far, but I thought that that I thought that that verse was feature verse of the year for sure. Um, that was that was the only part I re- like. Even when I listened to the song, even though it has Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, and amazing vocals by Friday, that's still literally the only part that I listened for because he was just spinning. But he was going in. Nah, the fact that it's the fact that it, they had this really cool, really dope like uh, fuck Last Supper inspired uh they had this last supper inspired performance i thought yeah. the set design was amazing i thought it was really cool the only thing i would have uh changed take dj Khaled off of the set he he could he could he could have go home <laughs> we don't need you here go home it's my song barely barely <laughs> That's insane, dude. Just one last thing before we end this topic completely, because it seems like we got nothing else to say. Shout out to my Bowie State alumni, Miles Frost. He was one of the presenters, and he was going viral on Twitter because, hey, man, he was rooting for everybody black. (laughs) That's the best way I can explain it. He was like, and the winner is Beyonce. And the winner is Lizzo. And the winner is Harry Styles. Like that's what he did. Oh no! <laughs> and he was trending for that, and I was like, "Everybody black, bro." Hey, 
Harry Styles. Congrats. Yes, he was like, like Beyonce, Lizzo. Then he was like, Harry Styles. Congrats, guy, I guess. (laughs) That's crazy. But yeah, shout out to all Everybody. the winners. Uh, you are a great human being. You make great music. And yeah, congratulations. <laughs> that <laughs> cannot be congratulations. I really, I, I'm really trying. I do care. I do care. No, because if it's a situation where Kendrick Lamar is going against Jack Harlow, you're like, and the winner is you gonna be like, man, fuck this man, Jack Harlow, and then just no, I would no. If Jack won over Kendrick, I'd be like, fuck this nigga, fuck this fucking organization. Y'all are these yes. idiots. And then yeah, I would have walked on <laughs> the stage. I would have thrown the microphone at Jack Harlow and brought Kendrick on the stage. <laughs> like, fuck you, Jack Harlow. Take Jack damn Harlow, who is this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You got to transition stuff. Yeah, we waiting, bro. We talking. We fucking <laughs> waiting on you to give us a transition. Look, I was just gonna let y'all keep paying for a little bit. Hey, I think it's time though. I think I think it's time for the main event. I think it's time for the main event, Stefan. You think it's time for the main event? I really do. I just, I just want to say, I know we were talking about some love songs earlier. Fuck all them love songs. You feel me? You wanna know why? Because where your friends at? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. But just know that there is no more love songs. Anywhere, Eminem. As far as I'm concerned, as of this morning, there are no more love songs. Neo done. Chris Brown done. All the classic love songs. Teddy Pendergrass, y'all done. Out of here. Bye. No more love We're songs. Live. It's over. Welcome, Mike. You hey, here no. at, what do you want us to call you for this interview? I got to come to whatever. Honestly, I don't. I don't care. Azure. Okay. How are you feeling, my guy? How are you feeling on your... On your I'm, I'm fucking ecstatic because, like, like Steph knows, I've been working on this album for, like, close to a year, over a year probably at this point. And, like, it's just weird now. It's, like, it's surreal to have it, like, be out there now. Like, all this shit that I've been doing, like, it's... It's like I didn't see myself getting here, you know? And now it's out. It's like, damn. That's what <laughs> I inspired no more love songs. Then we hopping right into this joke. Right, right with it. the questions. How do you feel, my guy? Man, a, a lot of shit inspired that album, honestly. Uh, like just love, you know, pain, heartbreak, heartache, you know, longing. Like I just, I got to a point where I wanted better, but I didn't know how to really, you know, initiate that type of change so i guess i just started making music for it to i guess manifest myself into that if that makes sense nah i definitely get it for sure uh i want to ask how exactly has this project helped heal you in any case because you are getting into a lot of emotional turmoil and you're speaking on a lot of like inner conflict that you have going on so i want to know exactly how about how this may have been therapeutic for you how this is just kind of overall helped change maybe some of your thought processes on some things of course love being the overall concept you know yeah so like i think the first song i ever did for the album was choose me and i was also like one of the last songs i finished for it like the entire process took 
making that song low key and everything in between. And like, I don't know, it was like a recognition at first of like, I'm in a position I don't like being in, I need to get out of this, I just don't know how, and I just started making music. And um, I guess like, damn, I forgot the question. How's it help, how's making this project help heal you? Oh, it just, I don't know, because this is like the most collaborative project I've ever made in the terms of like, it's the most I've ever gotten like outside input. It's the first time I've had like, you know, like, you know, other executive producers and having other people like speak in and hear the entire thing as I'm making it. So like, like I was just making this music and I guess like seeing like the reactions and seeing how people reacted to it, like it sort of gave me the energy I needed to start moving past my own shit because if other people can feel this feel where I'm coming from, like I should be able to feel where I'm coming from too, you know? Mm. So like, and definitely like by the end of it, like where I am right now, I definitely feel a lot more like secure emotionally because of making this album. Like just the whole process of writing down what I'm going through, putting it like to song form and then spending a year mixing and recording and mastering, hearing all the different versions, you know, seeing the song evolve as I change with the song, I guess, over time. Like, it was almost like I was just like manifesting like, you know, good shit as I was going through that whole process, you know, and eventually it started taking hold. Damn, that's a really poignant way of putting it. I'm not gonna lie. That's fire, bro. You mentioned the project putting you in a better state emotionally, and I want to touch on that more. I know it's on tracks like God Complex. You talk about mental health issues as well as finding motivation, as well as Choose Me. You talk about moving on from past mistakes as well as going into therapy. So basically my question is, not only has it helped you emotionally, but as well as how it has affected your mental health as well as your overall thoughts on mental health. I realize that's a deep question. You're coming out strong, bro. These are good questions. Yeah, amazing questions. I haven't done the interview in so long. Um, <laughs> so, like, with God Complex, that whole song literally just came off of, like, just, like, I was starting therapy at the time. So, like, I was sort of, like, trying to, like, you know, self-diagnose all the different sides to me. Mm. And I realized, like, you know, like, there's definitely like a difference between like you know Asher and Mike, you know who I am, and I definitely recognize like as I started making music and getting deeper into it, like those parallels started. Not even parallels, like the line started getting a lot like thinner, and so eventually it just became. I just became one entire thing. So the whole God complex, yeah. So the whole God complex really was just like. Like it came out of like that, you know, that that confidence, that swagger that rappers gotta have, you know. Like we got, <laughs> like it came out of that in a way. And like there was, I had a, I had some Kanye moments. I'm not gonna lie, you know, like, uh, like, like mask on or nothing. I wasn't on CNN with it, you know. Oh, you man. Out, Joe? <laughs> but like I definitely had my Kanye moments. I had my I am a God moments, and like. They started stacking up, and I started realizing that, the, like, the effect on, like, other people would have, you know, like, outside of, like, people who are, you know, comfortable and used to it, I just started realizing, like, damn, is this a problem? Am I the problem? Is you know? I that nigga? <laughs> like, yeah. 
like like it was it was definitely more so like trying to like address like oh yeah i'm definitely like severely like bipolar and shit but like i need to like you know like separate the good and the bad balance that balance it rather than just being on like two extremes all the time and that kind of what that song was about was sort of like acknowledging like i need to be less extreme and be more balanced and stuff and but she was me like that was that was the whole spark for the album so like i don't know it that song came out of a place of like longing and wanting and wanting to do better but also recognizing like I might even be like the best person for you in the long run. Even if I do like, you know, make these changes so you will choose me, you probably won't even choose me anyway. So like it was sort of like, you know, that realization, like, you know, I don't even know how to continue explaining that shit. But, no, no, uh, I think I get what you're saying. Just the fact that, you know, people understand. Yeah. 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 Just the fact of wanting to be chosen is something that's just innately human inside of us. And I think that you trying to figure out how to split the two personalities, because let's be honest, uh, again, I'm just speaking to you artist from artist at this point. And we have these kind of conversations just on the fucking regular. Uh, but the lines blur between who you really are and who you want to be as an artist to the point where you don't even recognize it. And so I think the point about you finding balance uh, was something that, to be honest, it kind of opened up something in my own mind as well. And so I got to ask throughout this process and after it, do you think you're any closer to finding balance or have you made any progress? Honestly, I can't tell. <laughs> Some days it's like, yeah, the other days it's like, yeah, you know, so okay. I, at least I have recognition, you know, like I yeah. Like, I understand myself better, but I wouldn't say I have like achieved that that zen, that balance or anything. Yeah. The best part of at least you're self aware about it for real, for real. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hop in here with these questions. Hold on, Miss Mr. Paradox. Can I call you Mr. Paradox, please? Yes. Oh my God, this Mr. is a Mr. Paradox. You said this took around like a year to make, right? Yes, sir. All right. How was that creative process like? How do you think the start to the finish line? How did that feel, and how was like that compared to your other albums or other singles and projects? Uh, this process was definitely like a lot more like streamlined and fluid. Like I didn't really like at the time I was working on releasing this mixtape called Marikami, which I didn't really spend a lot of time on because I already had most of the songs done from previous projects. I just made more music it on there just as a you know just as a whatever but i don't know i made i started making choose me and i already had like a whole bunch of beats for my bro ben soroka shout out ben soroka um and yeah he's also my uh co-executive producer Uh, he really like he helped like shape the fuck out of this album yeah uh choose me that was the first one and like at that point i just started going off making music and I went on YouTube. I found a bunch of YouTube beats. They were hard. Did shit on that. A lot of that made the album, and I just—it was a lot more fun process because I was making music like on my own time and like off my own. Just I wasn't going in like ah, I gotta make a song about this. I make a song about this. I gotta do this. This. I was just making music, and it just felt great. 
You know, I feel like that's the best way to go about it. Just doing stuff organically and like not trying to force anything. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned that uh, this was your most collaborative project uh, uh, to date, and it definitely is from the list of features to the co-executive producers, which just knowing you and being a, a fan of your music, even just genuinely, I've noticed as well. Uh, what do you think you've learned from either the features that you've gotten or what, just from, again, having a whole bunch of other cooks in the kitchen, what do you think you've learned from that process and just, you know, the collaborative energy of it all? I've definitely learned to like be more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like I've learned to like start taking like a backseat to things in a way, you know? Mm. Like at first, like when I started making music, I would only like, you know, collaborate with people and like add stuff if I felt like I couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. Like, literally I would do all the verses, all the I would do everything because I thought I could do this better than anybody, so I'm gonna just do it. But uh, I don't know. Meeting Ben Soroka through Twitter. Shout out to Twitter. Um, <laughs> meeting him literally like we've been bouncing ideas off each other for years now. So he definitely opened me up more to collaborate and stuff. We have so many fucking songs together. So like we just been like taking each other's energy and shit back and forth in a fucking hyperbolic time chamber for like a long ass time and yeah we have like it's crazy like how long we know each other and now here we are but um yeah like it was working with him that opened me up more definitely and then like going to frostburn linking up with everybody creative mind shout out to steph you know michael my justin nino all them like i had never been in a community where like i was surrounded by other creatives especially creatives that were on the same type of wave and style as i am because for those who don't know the dnv is like a very specific sound that everybody does and I don't do that, so it makes it very hard to work with other people from my area. So I'm glad I came here and I was with like like-minded motherfuckers. And now here we are, and I can just casually hit somebody up like, hey, I got open verse. You you want it? You like, yeah, I was like, all right, you got the verse, you got only tags. Oh, it's kinda hard. Okay, you on the album now. Like that's literally how, how it was most of the time. I'm happy that you mentioned uh Michael Mai, because you didn't credit, but his spirit is definitely live throughout all the album, and he's again a surprise feature on uh, No Question. Now, I know the impact that this man has had on you because, again, like you said, he's a close friend of ours. He was a very... He, yeah, he, he was close, but I just want you to go ahead and speak on that because I just always want... I know how much that he. I know how much he means to you. So I want you to give a chance to go ahead and let the show. Man, meeting Mike was different because my entire life I had always met other Michaels and they were always dickheads. So I decided oh, I tried to stay with other Michaels, you know, because I was like, damn, the other Mike's is kind of weird. But he was the first Mike I literally met, and it was like, wow, he just like me for real. Like he produced, he engineered, like he do all this it's the same shit I do. And like we were around the same height too, like dang bro. Like like we were locked in like from the jump when I met that man. So like he was he, he was on my first two projects, my first two major projects. He was on Suburbia and he was also on uh There's No Paradise for Us. And like because that's all a trilogy with no more love songs finishing off the trilogy. 
Like, it didn't feel right for me to do this album without him being on it in some way, even though he passed, you know? So, like, I had to put him in some way. So I, I went through his Insta trying to find, like, a snippet or something, just, just something to, like, bring his energy to this project in a way that would, like, like matter. Because there is, like, because every song in some way is about love. And like, like, I love that man. Like I told him, like, I love that man. You know what I'm saying? So I brought him on to that song just as a, as a tribute to him and to make sure that he could just, that he could still live on, you know, like through the music, because the problem with like artists, like our status as of right now, like when we pass, like, it's not like Juice World or, oh, Trippy got like 29,000 songs with, with Juice World, all these posthumous features or like X, you know, like for the most part, like the only people that will continue to bring on our legacy and our energy will be the people that we met. So I wanted to do that, I guess, in a way. I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> What's about you? It's your freaking interview. So I wanted to take it back to production real quick. I feel like your production was part of, was probably one of my favorite things about the project. You had some more specifically the samples, you know, I noticed you had the rolling rolling P sample on there, you had the weekend on there. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard a swimming pool sample. Uh no swimming pools as far as I know. Yeah, what what song? I recognized you. It was uh, it was one of those double song things. Would excuse me? Maybe, but my question overall was like, what is your thought process when it comes to production? Because like, outside of this project, like I'm a genuine fan of yours, so I'm always tuning into your shit, and your production is always just like really good. So I just would like to know a little bit more of your process. So. Funny thing, I did not produce a good majority of this album. A lot of that, uh, shout out to Soroka. Uh, again, <laughs> shout out to all the people of YouTube who graced me with beats that I just happened to buy from them, especially like Slacking. Uh, we've been locking in a lot. Like that that dude went crazy on his album and uh, Bardo too. But like, I guess with like production, like you're asking about samples, right? Just production overall, because you're a god at that shit. Honestly, like, with beats, I just make the type of stuff that I would like to hear, you know? Like, it's not even about, like, oh, I want to make this type of beat for, like, this person, this person. I just make the type of stuff that I would like to do. And, like, a goal of mine with, like, beats and, like, production is I want to make a beat that's on its own without having, like, any type of vocals or anything on it, like... Like I really much care about like song structure, about arrangements and all that. Like, like if there's no like progression, if it's just like a static, you know, like ah, oh, four drum loop across like a distorted ass piano for five minutes, that's not you know interesting. You know, like I'm gonna throw some guitars in that bitch. I'm gonna take the drums out here. Like I'm gonna do a lot of like stuff that keeps it going and keeps it in a way where it's like there's like momentum you know i like to look at everything as like a roller coaster or like a movie in a way where it's a beginning a middle and end and it's it flows like butter that was a fire answer yeah for sure. <clears throat> yeah the song was choose me i don't know something about the first half just made me think of swimming pool so i just assumed use the sample but you know i'll hold that in i'll hold that in uh <laughs> Soroka produced that. Oh, I'll ask Soroka if he uh, 
added a swimming pool sample. I don't even know. I know that uh, second half was unfinished. That beat was unfinished. So I literally added the guitars and like the drums to the back half of that, and I added the weekend sample. So I, I did that sample. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that went crazy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So with this album, I know with each album or with each project you come out with, you feel like you're in a different stage of your life. I know that the, the main center of this was like with growth and everything that you're having within your life. I want you to know, like, what stage of your career do you think you're in right now with this new album coming out? I think right now I'm at the point where I can easily blow up. Like, it just takes like a one viral TikTok, one hit tweet. Yeah. Like one little banger, like I feel like my music is now there. I feel like I'm at that point where if the right person listens, I can easily get whatever I, I want, you know, a tour, sign, whatever, you know. Like I feel like I'm at that point now where it's like it's undeniable of my talent. So like like what's up? Like where where the you know where, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I, I need to be on the Sprite commercial with Lil Yachty at this point, you know? Oh, my God. I think we need to make it a quote, bro. As you're the paradox said, what's up? <laughs> but nah, uh, I love that I do, I, from you, though, bro. That's really good to have. Like, you seem to, like, know what you want, and you know where you're at with your career. So I'm, I'm happy you're in this stage. For sure. I do feel like you are very talented as an artist. One of your talents being the fact that you've managed to say something outlandish that will draw the audience's attention. Like, you had some bars on there that made me be like, what the fuck did that man just say? And I wrote something. And I was like, what did he just say? It was hard, very hard. But I'm like, what did he just say? And I got some of them written here. Water on my neck, I'm a fuck on Cora. The nice. Green Goblin. <laughs> She green goblin my balls, kill the pussy like Aunt May, then pushing P her pelvis. Road V way, she gonna swallow my son. I mean Road V Way gone, she gonna swallow my son. I don't wanna swim with these bitches, but I'm trying to drown in their squirt. Look. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I'm not phased by this? I'm not because I like He knows I've said so much worse. That's crazy. My thing is, as, much as, as much as I love these bars, I'm just wondering how how, how do you come up with this shit, bro? <laughs> God, I don't know. <laughs> is it Mike coming up with this or the paradox coming up with it? None of them know. We don't know. It could just pop up in there. Both of them combined. Yeah. Like Steph can tell you, this is just my sense of humor, and I've just gotten a little better at uh, self-inserting more of myself into my music. So definitely with this album, because I was making music more on a fun vibe tip versus ah stick to a concept, be serious. I got to be myself a little bit more in my verses, which is how you end up with all of Nancy Reagan. Yeah, mm. me, me, yeah, me and Soroka did something on that song. It, 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 it was definitely, it, it was definitely there. Yeah. Oh, I'm, we're not going to go too much into it, but just know, tap into the song, bro. I just feel like That's a lot of rappers try to do that shit, but it'll just be like, it just won't hit. But like, you'll say something outlandish and that shit will hit. It'll be like, bro, what the fuck did that man just say? That is crazy. 
drowning and squirting shit. Yeah. That's the life, man. <laughs> we also accept creamers, you know, we're very inclusive. It just didn't, didn't fit the rhyme, but we, we love the creamers too. If you're a hybrid, more power to you. He's a non discriminatory swimmer. I swim in everything except for semen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Do you have a question now, or can I go? You can go. I bet. Would you say this is your favorite record, or would you say this is how? How would you describe this record in your discography as a whole? Like, where would you place it? How would you compare it to other albums? What are your thoughts about everything? Like, where would you put this in your realm? I always uh, make an effort to top every time I drop a new release. Like I always try to surpass the one before. So I definitely put this as like my best and also my most accessible, definitely. Like this is number one, undeniable. I'm with the year, honestly. Like if I want to like, you know, talk shit, I feel like it's it's a contender, definitely. You going up against Lil Yachty and then that's pretty much it. Cause no one else. <laughs> I mean, Lil Yachty and Ray. Ray dropped a fire album with that, uh, the 21st Century. She did her thing. She did her thing. That's I. Those two are up for me. Um, but I'm definitely coming for Yachty though because oh yeah, he just dropped that shit so fucking casually. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he really did. He was kind of just like, here you go. Uh, here's my yeah. Here you go. <laughs> it's Tuesday morning. So since we're talking about all these other artists, it's very obvious that and just it's very obvious that you do take from other people that you are watching the environment around you and that you are looking for and not, you are looking at these other artists. So do you think that by listening to any of these other artists that have kind of like or basically what I'm trying to ask is what's been inspiring you lately? What other artists have been kind of like making you want to push yourself and, you know, everything like that? Uh, definitely a uh, hellblazer, hundred uh, percent. Um, oh my god, they got influenced me every day. That's so crazy. That wasn't even that wasn't even a plug. I really did not expect for this man to say that. Plug, man. No lost pockets. Oh no, uh, that. <laughs> I think about hellblazer uh, every day when I wake up, and I think I gotta be like that guy. Young boy, better. <laughs> Sean, better. Kendrick, baby, Sean, better. Uh, um, definitely, Hellblazer. Uh, ben Soroka definitely been pushing that pin, you know. Like in every new exclusive from that man, I be at like I be awake at like two o'clock in the morning. I look at my phone. Oh, he just sent me a new song. All right, wicked. Like it's just casual. Uh, who else? Definitely, I've been listening to a lot of Childish Gambino lately. So definitely him. A lot of Boslin. He definitely inspired uh, inspired the direction of this album and uh, Mike Dimes, like. Like Steph, Steph, remember when I when I first got put on Mike Dimes? Like that was a fun day because I was seen this man up all day about Mike Dimes. Uh, <laughs> and it definitely inspired the sound of this album. Uh, Rob I Banks too. I love Falconia, all that. And he definitely like he definitely pushed me to be more like humorous with my lyrics too. Like that's why I got a little bit more like hee hee with it because his bars like just be out of context, hilarious as fuck, but they're always so like visceral, like. He definitely masters that. Him and like ski mask, it's something in that Florida water. <laughs> it's just funny for no reason at all. Naturally. Uh, yeah. And then 
That's really it. Oh, and 070 Shake and Belly. What's the show? My man's, show? My man's is hip. But nah, uh, you know, you Dave you dropped Mike Dimes. It wouldn't be open by conversations if we did all say we bet Mike Dimes. Hold on, everybody. We need to take a pause. I need everyone to tune in right now and listen. We met Mike Dimes. It's, too, it's a running trend. Like, it, you just got to deal with it. We will post a picture yeah, yeah, yeah. in the thumbnail. We met Mike Dimes. Please don't. We met that man one time. He was drunk as hell. He don't remember us. <laughs> I saw my Mike Dines. He sent me the picture. I'm like, yo, <laughs> should have took me to the show with y'all, man. Should have put me on earlier. Oh, y'all could have had a collab. Damn. I, I literally texted Mike. I literally texted Mike the picture we took with him. Maybe like the same day, I also put him on to Mike Dines. Yeah, and I was mad as hell. He didn't ask me like a day earlier, so I could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I got uh. Does anyone else have any other questions, or uh, do you, or do you guys mind if I take this last one? Just one completely irrelevant question. Well, not relevant, but this question is kind of for me. It's about the song Aries, and I know me personally that song hit because I hate Zodiac bitches. That shit's not real. That's just me personally. I'm like, bro. Anytime someone's like, hey, what's your sign? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Because anytime I say Scorpio, they're like, oh, that's why. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? That's why. Oh, so, no. <laughs> right. I'm like, fuck you mean that's why. What, the, what that shit mean? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I just want to know what inspired that track. Like, was it experience with annoying Zodiac hoes? Because I got a couple of them. Literally, like, they're so common now. Like, I don't know where the fuck they came from. <laughs> like, I'd be at parties chilling. And they'd be like, what's your sign? And like, I'd be wanting to fuck with him because I'm funny like that. So I'd be like, I tell him to guess. They always be like, you give me like Taurus vibes. I was like, hi, <laughs> you, I'm not a Taurus. Like, I was such a Gemini thing for you to do. I'm not a Gemini either. Like, it just keeps going. And they hardly ever guess like my right sign, which is an Aries, obviously. But like, it just be funny because I can say whatever sign I am to them, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you definitely got your man. You you had your man vibes." Uh, no, bitch. No, no. <laughs> no. Like, no they just be making anything up. Like you stole from that car. You're such a Scorpio. Oh my god! You smack that baby. Oh, you are such a Gemini. Like no. <laughs> No, I don't like <laughs> think it is. Y'all just be making this shit up. The stupidity of people. I'm saying, like, y'all just, people love to label shit. Like, bro, y'all want to be grouped up so bad, but it was so bad during, like, the 1940s and shit. Y'all didn't want to be grouped up then. I Anyway. I gotta ask, so you have your first official merch line out, courtesy of Dirty Bunch. Uh, I gotta ask, especially since now you're rolling out, you're their first lead artist. And as of right now, as far as I know, you're the only artist on their roster, right? As of my information, yes, I'm currently the only signed artist. But we're looking at other people too right now, but I'm the only one that's, I'm the first one, the only one currently that has been signed. All right, so I gotta ask, how'd that link up happen? Uh, and how does it feel to be the lead? How does it feel to be the lead artist on a label? Because I know that when we met, 
you were not the lead artist on that label at the time. And I want to know what the difference is and how that's kind of influenced your work. So as Steph knows, uh, I was signed to a label called Discrete Records uh, back when we met. And like, it was cool for the first release, but definitely got to a point where they were like, oh, this kid's a little too like fast. Cause back then I was dropping like two major projects a year and that was just slight work for me. And they didn't like that. It wasn't very budget friendly. So yeah, I started receiving less and less support. And next thing you know, the label ends up going under and it came back up and I got dropped and all this other stuff. All I know is you can't handle me, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't try. But um, with Dirty Bunch, uh, it's run by my bro, Alexander, who is my other executive producer. And he also features on Villain Arc. so we ended up, like, we've always kept in touch since because we were both signed to Discreet. We kept in touch and we've been talking and, like, Dirty Bunch had, like, popped up, like, in parts across the years. But, like, this year, like, it finally like, became, like, a concrete thing. He got the LOC registered, all this, and he hit me up. And, like, we just started talking and, you know, it's, like, he had a lot of amazing ideas. And, like, to have an actual, like, budget and, like, support and, And like, well, I do everything myself. Like, I was completely independent, and like, I to to be supported, like, officially supported by someone in a way, like for music, it just felt it felt great. So of course, I signed, and here we are. All right, all right, all right. I have one more question for you, Mister Paradox, Mister Azura. Um. <laughs> That's blowing me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he really keeps treating it like his court. Hey, hey, okay, no. I'm trying to see him like he's like an actual big figure, but you know. Okay. Well he is. But um yeah, how do you think is gonna like gravitate towards your music now that you're like releasing your best work? How do you think like your audience is gonna change and who do you think is yeah, who do you think is gonna come in and listen to you more after this album? So I'm still like identifying like my target demographic. And I think what's amazing about the type of music that I make is like, it's very accessible. Like as long as you like hip hop, you like more, you know, alternative cinematic type of music, you're gonna probably find a song of mine that you're gonna enjoy. So I feel like at this point with this new album, especially I feel like I've refined that sound or refined a lot of my, uh, my influences and my, my sound waves, my frequencies. So I feel like now, like the fan base is going to get bigger and I'm going to just start attracting more people. I feel like I've gotten to a point where I can like control being artistic and balance that with being like not mainstream, but like, you know, more open ended, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's going to bring a lot of growth for you. And it definitely has been. It's, it's been a journey. Yeah. Okay, so along that journey, actually, I got two quick uh, questions. Up. I got two quick questions. What was your favorite feature to get back? What was your favorite feature versus to get back? And uh, some dream collaborators up ahead. Mm-hmm. Favorite feature? Uh, 
definitely favorite feature would probably been definitely even though he works so often like i remember that moment like he sent me the verse back for like just all his verses in general like always like he snaps but like the moment he sent back imax was fucking crazy because i had there were like two versions of that song already i made one sent it to him and he fucked with it he was like bro send me the open and i did and he sent me his verse back and i had to literally every time he sent a verse back on this album i had to rewrite my shit because on who i'm going to get you know renegated i'm not going like that. So, <laughs> i'm not going like that it was, it was great you know i can't be outstaged by a white man on black history month you know <laughs> history month impossible so like it was fun like going back and forth you know, making one thing, sending it to him, and him taking it either in a completely different direction that's, like, pushing that boundary or just hearing him be in, like, all these amazing-ass pockets it pushed me to do better and push my pen harder, definitely. So IMAX was amazing. Ronald Reagan was great. Ronald Reagan. Nancy Reagan was great <laughs> because that song was, like, in limbo for, like, maybe, like, three, four months. Nothing was written. I kept trying to go back and write stuff over and over again. I finally wrote something. And song was like completely different. And I sent it to him and he came with this amazing ass verse, completely changed the entire tone of the song. And that's how we ended up getting the verse that's on the release version, the the GOAT verse. Shout out Tiana Trump. <laughs> and yeah. Like every time he sent a verse back, I have to rewrite and it just turns out like that much better. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to Soroka, of course. Shout out to Soroka. But nah, uh, oh, go ahead, you got it. Nah, if you got another question, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, again, dream collaborators that you want to see since you were talking about your journey. Who do you want to see partner up with you later on down the road? Ooh, I want to collaborate with Sean Leon heavily, Sean Leon, because he's been inspiring me for years. Uh, definitely like Boslin, he's definitely a dream collaborator. Uh, I would love to be in the studio with Uzi or like play with Cardi, you know, them songs are either getting leaked or never coming out. Uh, I love to like be in the studio one day with Black and Rico Nasty and like Denzel Curry and Gambino if he's done, you know, popping out new babies, the new t- <laughs> every other, like every other month. Like, damn, bro, studio right there, just. You got the studio right there. Yeah. I just want to work with everybody, honestly. Except I feel that. I don't like, I don't like no boy. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us an interview that'll probably get us canceled because you said a lot of shit. But it's okay. I love the guidelines. I don't think I broke any rules. No, 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 no. You good. I remember I did that once and got it shut down, but it's it's, it's all right. You got, any, you got anything else you'd like to promote? Man, stream No More Love Songs on all platforms. Uh, it's the best album of the year. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, like, like, I ain't got enough to say, really. Shout out IAEA. Shout out Nancy. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Shout out Rico Nasty just because she you knows <laughs> come home. Kids miss us. 
Well, y'all heard him. Be sure to go stream his out. His project is out on all platforms, and be sure to follow him on Instagram at Azure the Paradox. And don't be a nigga. Go buy some of his merch. I copped some already. Can't wait for it to get here. Yes, go to dirtybunch.org if you would like to cop some merch. And that is all. Thank you all for tuning in to open my conversations. We will see you next episode. Adios. Deuces. Ayo, <laughs>